0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: Hey, we got to welcome to the studio. Look at this guy. He is looking fit. He is feeling good. And he is ready to fight to end homelessness in this corner, weighing considerably less than he did three months ago. (laughs) It's Boss Brad, Brad Gibb. Oh, yeah. What's up, Skinny? I'm ready to (laughs) (laughs)
2: go.
1: I haven't heard that in a long time. (laughs) No, but you must be feeling good. eh? You've been training for this uh, charity event where you're going to be getting in the boxing ring all summer long.
2: Mm -hmm. And you can see the results. Oh, 100%. I'm down. like from I started back because I knew I was going to do this. I started in in the gym a couple months before. And then there's been 18 weeks of training. I'm down since the the end of May. I'm down 40 pounds. No
3: way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah,
2: and I still got I still got some more to go to. to I mean, we're into the crunch time here to make weight for the fight. So how much more uh, do you have to lose? I got to get it down about another fifteen. Oh, when yeah. is your fight? Uh, November the 9th. <laughs> it's coming up. You yeah. Know yeah. So what can we do? what's the
3: plan? What's that thing? What are those things that the Kardashians eat that gives them diarrhea to lose weight? Yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah,
3: that's the extreme at the end. I
1: mean, <laughs> I have noticed you've been drinking yeah. a lot of water and you've been bringing soup. For lunch, you're a soup guy now.
2: Well, I mean, it's like a low carb soup. Like my diet's really like low carb, no sugar, you know, lots of water. Got to do it, you know, and just really controlled. Like I'm not snacking or anything like that. And you know, I'm working out and and being active, you know, six days out of the week. So we got to make yeah. something clear because
1: I know this question has come your way a couple times. <laughs> a few times. The event is called the fight to end homelessness. You are not fighting homeless. No, people. No, 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 isn't no. This one of those. <laughs> Those I would, things. I think
2: it would take the the whole thing in a different yeah. direction. I would, yeah. I
1: would say this is the opposite. <laughs> yeah. This is community minded people who took the opportunity to train. They're going to get in the ring, put on a great show for the crowd, oh, and raise awesome. money yeah. to go towards homelessness uh, yeah. initiatives.
2: Oh yeah, there's so in uh, this you know this event is in London, and they did this back in 2019. It was the first one that they, they did. And there's a there was a new shelter that was built on the east end of town, and they end up raising eighty thousand dollars, which was enough to furnish the uh, furnish the building. This one is going to uh, help furnish and get Jones Place going, which is in downtown London, uh, the site of the old Londoners who no, know the uh, site of the old GTS. They're going to be uh, YOU uh, Youth Opportunities Unlimited is putting up a homeless shelter there, which oh, cool. is going to be focused on uh, you know women, young families. And, uh, you know, just help people give them a leg up. And uh, I think we're going to be, I mean, I know what, what we've raised so far. Uh, we're going to be past what we did in 2019. But this event is so cool. Jim and I went to this thing in yeah. 2019. And I looked at Jim as soon as we walked in. I'm like, we need to have this event. And jim yeah. Jim's going to be the the ring guy. I'm going to be the Bruce Buffer. Yeah.
3: <laughs> what you did to Brad, I'm going to do to everybody that walks in, hopefully. That's my goal. I, I I did like a live charity thing while I was there, too, uh, on auction. But, man, walking in there, it looked professional. I thought I was in Vegas or something like that. The oh, yeah. Deal. yeah. If,
2: if Evander Holyfield would have walked out, I would have not batted an eye. Be like, okay, where's Oscar De La Hoya? Let's go.
1: <laughs> and for a great cause, too. Yeah. Like, homelessness is an issue uh, across... Across the country, but uh, in this area, you've definitely seen an upswing, and times are tough for a lot of people. So, kudos f- uh, to you for uh, getting punched in the face. Are you wearing headgear or no headgear?
2: Wearing headgear, but you still get punched in the face. Like it hurts. Got, you know we're yeah. we're sparring. Um, I got I got to do a shout out to the to the folks over at Get Enhanced, uh, who who are the, the the coaches that are training us. It's a, a boxing facility. Um, they've been great. Like I've learned so much in the last. Three four months and well, who's uh, the guy you're fighting? We should m- give him a mm-hmm. shout out too. AJ O'Connor. Oh, oh, what a
1: bum he is! AJ <laughs> Glassjaw O'Connor. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: from uh, from Lynn's Bakery. <laughs> okay, I like things. he knocks you out in front of everybody <laughs> brad
1: are you prepared for that's, that
2: possibility well at the end of the day i mean it's so funny because the people that are all boxing are all people from the community so it really does kind of feel like the simpsons when we're together because there's like you know there's a firefighter there's a guy the windows, there's <laughs> yeah a, the man you know like whatever and uh uh th- th- at the end of the day like we're all going to be we're all registered boxers now it one of our, our careers are either going to be zero and one or one and zero. Yeah, <laughs> like forever. Yeah, for yeah the like, rest like, of your life. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be going on to do this. I'll continue training because it's great. Yeah, but I'm not fighting anybody you ever can, again. <laughs> no big <laughs> career change, Brad. No, I'm good. I'm so, good.
1: if people want to support you, I know you've got some uh, fundraising that you've been doing. How can they do that? Do You just want us to throw everything up on the Taz and Jim Facebook page?
2: Yeah, just throw it up on the, on the Facebook page. Uh, you know, I've been everybody's been been uh, great at donating. Uh, you you know, got to thank uh, Bob and Denise, uh, who just uh, just donated, and Maggie. Uh, I see Jim Kelly's on the list. Jim, yep. thank you for donating.
4: Huh?
3: Anybody missing? Who has it? I mean, I, I feel like anybody who knows yeah. you well enough yeah. would have contributed. Sorry, yeah. guys. I, yeah, I
1: think What? So. Yeah. I've donated to Glassjaw Connor, You
4: <laughs> son of a... <laughs> <all>. Turncoat!
1: <laughs> who doesn't want to see their boss get knocked out? How much out? is
3: Lynn's Bakery paying you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'd love nothing more than Brad to get punched in the head by that guy multiple
2: times.
1: We're joking. Great cause. Fight to end homelessness. We'll put all the details up, and Brad will get some updates as we get closer to the fight. Oh, awesome. Good luck cutting
0: weight. Thank you, you can do it. Oh, yeah. You can do it. This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: Don't like this headline Boston University has created an even deadlier strain of COVID.
3: Why? <laughs> is this what got us in the position in the first place? Have we not learned our lesson? A little lab tinkering. Why?
1: I, I get why. But it doesn't mean I like it. Yeah,
3: it seems like you're really playing
1: with fire. The reason they do it is because it helps them uh, develop cures and to the
3: disease they're about to create
1: and vaccines. <laughs> I get it. It helps geez. them better, un- better understand it. <laughs> Looking at it, there's a picture with this article. It's three guys wearing like full on space suits, basically. Mm-hmm. And they've got their arms in one of those things with the gloves. You know, like sure. H- Homer Simpson uses. In the Simpsons to handle the radioactive material yeah, before yeah. it falls down his shirt at the start of every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it looks like they're taking some safety precautions there. That's
3: good. But as we saw from the Simpsons, you never know when a trace amount lands on you somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, exposes everybody.
1: Yeah. So fingers crossed they know what they're doing there. <laughs> Bastin. Yeah. It killed 80% of the mice that... It infected. So they're saying the mortality rate on this strain of COVID could be 80%. Most likely, most likely in humans, it wouldn't be that
3: high, but that's pretty high. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess this research will continue, and it hasn't been proven that's where COVID came from. It's an option, but I don't know. It makes me severely uncomfortable. Yeah, I just don't like reading. Boston University (laughs) created
1: an even deadlier strain of COVID. (laughs) Have a great day. Hell great.
0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: Talking about the Stonely Crop Competition. We have a little gardening thing we like to do every year. Somebody next week is going to be awarded the Stonely Crop Trophy for the best marijuana plant in the Taz and Jim listening area. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that uh, bigger doesn't always mean better. And we've got a a guy who wants to thank you for that. Go ahead.
4: Uh, I just wanted to give uh, Jim uh, a kudos for mentioning about the uh, size doesn't matter when it comes to marijuana plants.
1: Right or penises, right, well, Jim? That too, I agree. Well, <laughs> uh, that too. And I carrots, with you for those.
4: yeah, carrots, no, zucchinis, all, eggplants. Let's goes on. But I, I see you guys. I see a lot of the pictures that are are on on Facebook and uh, on the social media stuff, and the plants are just some of them are just massive. And like I've been doing it for twenty five years or so, and I've and I've grown the eighteen footers and seventeen footers and stuff like that. And it's they're honest to God, they are they are usually horrible compared to like the five or six footers that you can actually take care of and, and pay attention to exactly. uh so what is the perfect size then well i stick to um, i use like 25 gallon or 20 gallon pots and uh, i get about six seven feet and that way i can actually pay attention to what's going on with the plant like if it's going to have any diseases or anything like that mm-hmm. if it's if it's like huge like yeah that's cool and everything but like you got to get on a ladder and get up there and check everything out yeah. and not to mention like Unless you've got a trim machine, which also takes away from the taste and, and uh, strength of the, of the plant, um, you're doing that all by hand? I don't believe it, right? Well, we have,
1: we have an esteemed panel of judges, and just like last year when we had Alex Lifeson of Rush looking at the finalists, I think they're going to go overall uh, quality of yep. plants, not necessarily
3: the largest.
4: Perfect. That's what
3: I wanted to hear, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're on the same page. (laughs) Let's
1: roll it up!
4: (laughs) Happy anniversary week, by
1: the way, of marijuana becoming legal in Canada.
4: Thank you very much. Same to you guys.
1: Although it doesn't sound like it not being legal was an issue for this guy if he's been growing for Twenty-five years, did he say? <laughs> Real pioneer. Let me do the math on that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of great pictures. If you're into horticulture, if you have a green thumb, if you if you like the ganja, check out all the entries so far for the Stonely Crop Championship on the
0: Taz and Jim Facebook page. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: You uh, a James Corden fan, Jim? Not at all. You're not gonna like this then. Turns out he's the nicest guy at restaurants. (laughs) What? He's super nice to people who serve him, and every restaurant in the world wants James Corden to come in and patronize their restaurant. Patronize sounded about right. (laughs) I don't believe you, Taz. I don't believe you. He is patronizing. Yeah. New York City restaurant owner says James Corden is his most abusive customer. (laughs) Balthazar is a high-end restaurant in New York City, and guy who runs the restaurant, his name's Keith McNally, he posted on Instagram yesterday that James Corden is banned from the restaurant because he's, quote, a tiny cretin of a man Hmm. and the most abusive customer to my servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. So there are two incidents involving Corden that he outlined in this post. First one is there was a hair in his food, which happens. Mm -hmm. Corden ate the entire meal. And then when the server came over uh, to see if everything was doing okay, the food was gone. He ate it all. Yeah, Yeah. He held up the hair and said, there was a hair in my food. You have to buy us a round of drinks, and you're comping all the drinks we've had so far. You're terrible at your job. Whoa, okay. You can't do your job. Do I have to do your job for you? Jeez. She just had a hair fall out.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it happens. happens. And if you were that disgusted by the hair, why did you eat all your food? Sounds like a... Pretty convenient way to try to get free drinks from a multimillionaire. Uh huh. Yeah. So the next incident, uh, he and his wife
1: went in for breakfast and uh, his wife ordered an egg yolk omelet. Okay. There was some egg white (sighs) in the egg yolk. So he called over the server and again, you know, this is ridiculous. You suck at your job. Do I need to go back there and make it myself?
3: Sorry, is egg? do people order just egg yellows? I may be ignorant, but don't you get the egg whites because it's the healthy one? I always thought it was the
4: opposite.
1: Okay. The wife wanted an egg yolk omelet. She Hmm. got a little white in there. Okay. Sent him over the edge. Boy. So he was banned from the restaurant. However, an update. Overnight, we have learned that James Corden has apologized profusely, he called the owner of the restaurant, said, I am so sorry, and the owner says, having effed up myself more than most people, I strongly believe in a second chance. Wow, so a
3: lifetime ban was a 22-hour ban. <laughs> See, I, you know, I would give him a pass if I hadn't heard hundreds of stories about James Corden being an absolute jerk for the last 10 years anyway, so... You know, this just add this to the pile. This is like the Ellen thing, where it, it, if somebody seems too nice, yeah, he seems fake. Oh, look at me! I love karaoke. I'm just driving around the neighborhood, smiling. As smiling soon as the camera and, comes off, smiling and dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: If you present yourself as too perfect, eventually, yeah. There's going to be something that comes out, because nobody's perfect.
3: Nobody's perfect. A lot of celebrities want things a certain way at work because it's their job and their name behind the product. But when you're at a restaurant, you don't get that power, and they still think they have it. Like, I guess you, if you're a millionaire, you do have some power, some sway, but I like that this restaurant said, screw you.
1: Yeah. But he's allowed back. Yeah, that's too
3: bad. They should have stuck with it.
1: I'd be nervous. I don't know, know if I, I don't know if I'd go back if I was James Corden. I yeah. think there might be a little more than a hair in your food next time <laughs> you order it, buddy. This is the Taz and
0: Jim Podcast.
1: So, uh, we, we've seen stories about people dressing as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. hmm And it's been a little controversial because Jeffrey Dahmer, if you're not familiar, spoiler alert if you haven't watched the show on Netflix, uh, cannibal serial killer, <laughs> yeah, real if guy. You spoilers: Don't look at the news from the seventies. R- real guy. Uh, yesterday we were talking about. Um, I haven't watched it. I don't know if I will watch it after he- hearing from friends who have seen the Dahmer series, saying that they have to put on sports highlights for an hour afterwards mm-hmm. before they go to bed because it is so grotesque and and freaky. Uh, We did receive, as well, a text message from a listener that says, Guys, whatever you do, if you are going to watch Dahmer, don't make yourself a sandwich and sit down to watch it (laughs) beforehand. Because, uh, yeah. Anyways. (laughs) But uh, people have posted pictures. Hey, look at my Halloween costume. Jeffrey Dahmer. The show is one of the most watched Netflix shows ever. Mm -hmm. So obviously people are going to start saying, maybe this could be my Halloween costume and posting pictures on social media, getting backlash. Uh, You know, the victims' families, Jeffrey Dahmer's victims' families aren't happy that there's a show and now they're really not happy that people are dressing as Dahmer for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gone one step further here. eBay has taken down listings for Jeffrey
3: Dahmer inspired costumes. I disagree with this. If Netflix can make money off it, like what what's more traumatizing? a, a million dollar or billion dollar entity like Netflix making millions of dollars. So you're on- saying
1: eBay should go ahead and capitalize on it because Netflix did it too.
3: No, I'm just saying it's out there. I mean, are we really... Like, it is the problem that people are dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer, is that truly bothering the families? Like, they wouldn't have seen the pictures. But the Netflix thing, it's on, it's being advertised. Yeah. It's being pushed every
1: ultimately, time you open Netflix. Ultimately, the Jeffrey Dahmer
3: uh, resurgence here, the the interest comes from the fact that they made a show about it. Yes, it put it back into the the ether, into the conversation, but I don't... eBay can do what they want, but, like, everybody dresses up as murderers. Some are real, some are fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think... Listen, Halloween costumes are offensive sometimes, or they're scary sometimes. And how can you... Like, what do you need for a Jeffrey Dahmer costume?
1: You need, like, a uh, 80s wardrobe and... Those creepy pervert glasses, yeah, right? Yeah,
3: th- you for sure need the pervert glasses. A uh, terrible mustache helps. And I think you go with the yellow scrubs and the chains on the hands and feet. That's what I picture him as, like what, during his trial, Oh. Okay. he's got like the yellow kind of whatever that prison outfit is.
1: So you, you for Halloween, your dressing as already caught Jeffrey Dahmer. yeah. Dollar.
3: Just to That's tell everybody, don't murder you? anybody, or this could be you. Do you like yeah. chains?
1: You want your costume to remind uh, potential serial killers that there may be consequences to their actions. Exactly. Ultimately, this, is, this isn't a costume; it's a PSA.
3: You're a peacock. You're a peacock. You're a peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock?
1: It's time for sports. Our sports guy Devin Peacock is with us, and cancel the parade. Leafs lose last night. Can you return
3: confetti, guys? I don't know. If it's unopened, (laughs) yes. We've done it before.
5: Can't believe I was plotting where I was going to sit during the parade, and now I'm just, you know, all that uh, planning on Sunday was for naught.
3: What am I going to do with this giant top hat and baton (laughs) that I was going (laughs) to march with?
5: It's it's not a good look, though.
1: Leafs lose to the Arizona Coyotes.
5: They actually lost to them twice last year, so this is a bit of a theme for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They randomly cannot beat the Arizona Coyotes. The two teams they've lost to this year, Arizona and Montreal, were the two worst teams last year. So if their trend this year is they beat the good teams and they lose to the bad teams, okay... Kind of like them to beat the bad teams, though. (laughs) It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it pays (laughs) off. Lose to the bad teams, win against the good teams. Sheldon Keith calling out the the Stars after the loss uh, because they didn't win, which is, again, the second time this year he's had to call out the players for not giving enough effort, which is one of my pet peeves because... You. Got, this is all. This is all you guys do. This is all you do. It's your job. It's your job. I know it's Arizona. You're better than them, but show it. Like just show up and play the way you can. Curb stomp them. Don't have to rely on this crazy third period comeback, which they almost pulled off last night, but. The calls didn't go their way. They had a goal overturned, which was a pivotal moment in the game. Was it a goal, Dev? I thought it was a goal. However,
3: that's all I needed to hear. It's the ref's fault they lost.
5: (laughs) Well, no, it's not the ref's fault. So you shouldn't be relying on some, you know, call at the very end of the game against Arizona. They shouldn't have been in that position. They should have been in that position, and they were, and so they deserve to lose. Yeah, you'd think they'd be coming out of training camp
1: all fired up, knowing what they have to do. Uh, you guys need to play good. Shouldn't be something they need to be reminded of ever, but
5: especially not this early in the season. You've talked all summer about how you're driven, about how you know it's t- it took you know Tampa a while, took all the other teams a while to find their footing. Okay. But that also means if you're going to be the next Tampa Bay Lightning, Tampa went into the regular season and they crushed people. Then they went to the playoffs and they crushed people. They didn't do the whole Shaquille O'Neal thing where they got in shape during the regular season so they could (laughs) perform in the playoffs. You have to perform in the regular season so you can take it up that extra level in the playoffs.
1: Speaking of Shaquille O'Neal, did you see uh – his buddy, Charles Barkley, signed a 10-year,
5: $200 million deal with TNT. Whoa. Wow. Nice. I he, mean, he is entertaining. He's talked for a long... That's kind of surprising because he's talked for a long time about how when he got to like 60, 65, he was done. $200 million will uh, will change your opinion. Yeah. Barkley wanted to retire
1: and forget how to play golf again. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful swing.
0: Thanks, Dev. <coughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: Is this weird? Yesterday, I was at Winners. I was picking up a couple items, and I saw this, Jim. I took a picture. Look at that nice Buffalo Bills shirt, huh? Yeah, it looks good. It was only $24. Okay. Now, I'm not a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm not going to buy it for myself, but a couple doors down, uh, Jason, my neighbor, Huge Bills fan.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Him and his boys, Miles and Mo, his wife, Christy, they're all diehard Bills fans, Bills Mafia, season ticket holders, right? So I took a picture of this and I sent it to Jason. I said, Hey, man, I'm at Winners. Do you want me to buy this for you? It's $24. Is, is it in your size? And I sent it to him. And he said, No, nah, thanks, though. It's not my size. Is it weird that I did that? <laughs> is it, it is weird like a that husband I, move? Yes. Is it weird that I'm shopping for a a buddy? I'd say slash yeah. neighbor. Do you ever see stuff at the store and think, oh, that would look great on? Never. Taz. I never <laughs> once have thought that.
3: I never once. Ooh, this is screaming Taz. <laughs> I should text him. And usually, if I know a buddy, I could I could probably ballpark what size he would wear. Yeah. So, I probably wouldn't text him in the first place. I'd just go, ah, probably a large, extra large. I was off by size. And then I thought maybe uh, because
1: I know, you, I, actually, I looked in the medium. When I saw this thing, I thought it was a great deal, right?
3: I mean, it's a fine shirt. It's a blue shirt. It has a Buffalo Bills logo on it. Is it, is it a great deal? It's 25 bucks still. Dude, that uh,
1: it says <laughs> compare at seventy dollars. <laughs> oh, it says that on the tag, yeah, and <laughs> you know it's true. So I looked in the medium because I know you're a Bills fan. Sure, your name's Jim Kelly. Yeah. You have to be. Uh, they didn't have any medium, mm. but then I, I came back to this was this was an extra large, and I was like, well, I would probably fit Devin Peacock, and I considered for a second buying it for Devin Peacock, knowing that he also is a Buffalo Bills fanatic. Mm-hmm. And then I just uh, put it back on the rack and said, you know what, you're thinking about
3: this way yeah. too much. This, I is, appreciate this is getting it. weird. O- on behalf of all three of us, we appreciate it. But, I mean, if it was $2 and it was a deal you could not walk by, I would right. understand it a little more. 25 is just like kind of par, no! At Winners th- is what I'm saying. At Winners. That
1: thing. But it's not often you see your team at Winners, right?
3: Yeah. Like, well, not at, outside of Toronto team. Right.
1: Yeah. Like, usually, you go to Winners, they have just uh, rando. Like, I'm a Buccaneers guy. I don't see Buccaneers stuff at Winners in Canada. No.
3: You'll see Jays stuff and Leaf stuff. Not Not great deals, usually. Like, not a jersey. Yeah. But, yeah, shirts and stuff. So I didn't buy it.
0: (laughs) But I know it's there. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Taz and Jim's Stonely Crop
1: Championship going on. Jim was just showing me some of the entries that are coming in. I I can't believe the the sheer number of them. We've got over a hundred entries at least. at least,
3: yeah. Some of them better than others, but I still think like even the terrible plants, you probably get some good butt off them. I don't know. Yeah. This year I kinda wanna smoke with the winner. I don't wanna I don't wanna make them because it's their stuff, so I don't want to say it. But if you win, that will be great, I think. Because it's about the look, but it's also about the product too. How I good think. it is. Yeah. Yeah, you could have a
1: giant tomato, but that thing doesn't taste as good as a smaller tomato.
3: Yeah. If you can't get it on a BLT, what's the point? <laughs> Speaking of
1: weed and food, Uber Eats is offering
3: marijuana delivery now. Hmm. Started yesterday. Oh, yesterday was the anniversary of it being legalized, by the way. Yeah. October 17th. It's a big day. Big day. (laughs) I don't really remember that day that well. Uber Eats will
1: deliver um, marijuana to your home. You have to be over the age of 19. Uh, and you just go to the app, select the cannabis category. There you go. I I, I was questioning this when they first announced that they were going to be delivering marijuana. I was like, why would anyone buy it when you can just grow your own in your backyard But I guess the food analogy is a good one. It's like, why would anybody order food from a restaurant when you can just make something at home? Yeah, or why buy carrots
3: when you can just grow them in your backyard? Everybody's lazy. That's (laughs) why. it takes time. (laughs) Especially high people. Well, we were just talking about the dynamic pricing for the tickets. This Uber pricing, it can get out of control, too. You buy like $1. McNugget meal that would be $12 you go to Uber or or at the restaurant you do it on Uber it's $28 by the time it gets there. Is there dynamic pricing with Uber Eats though? I've never I've never used a food delivery service. No, consider yourself lucky. Uber... Uber itself does have dynamic for the drivers. I know
1: that, yeah, like if you're getting a ride from your house downtown or whatever.
3: I don't know if it fluctuates with the food, actually. Actually, I think I am wrong with that. I think it's a standard pricing, like a percentage-wise. But still, if you're going to buy weed from Uber, you get one gram, it's going to cost you $40. (laughs) Like, it's already (laughs) marked up at the dispensaries rather than the street value. So, you know, if you need it, you know, in a pinch, I'm sure it's a good call, but not a long-term strategy it's a
1: weed (laughs) yeah it will accidentally grow you can grow it in your backyard but again people are lazy
0: this is the taz and jim podcast